And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph. All the faithful Mary and Joseph. And the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told then about this child. And all, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The King of Israel is here. He is born. He lived. He died. And he resurrected. He ascended to heaven. And one day he will come back as the lion to judge the living and the dead. So God, we celebrate this day today to be able to come together as a church to worship you. And this service, God, is not about the gifts. It's not about the fellowships. It's not about us. But it's about the living God, the Messiah, our Lord, our King, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And his name is Jesus Christ. So we celebrate you, Lord, today. You are the center. May your name be glorified today in this service and in this message. And God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of the hearts of all those who will be listening here today may be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. For Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer. We love you with all of our hearts, soul, mind, and strength. Pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, church. Let's all turn to our neighbor and say, Merry Christmas. The king is here. Merry Christmas. The king is here. We are finally done with our Advent series. We are here on Christmas Day to worship together. Merry Christmas. The king is here.
we all know, and it's a reminder to us, that Christ is king forever. Christ, he reigns forever. As we've been studying in our Bible study, in our scripture study on Thursdays, we've been going over the book of Revelation. And if you remember in chapter 1, verse 8, what does it say? It says, I am. It's Christ talking to John in a vision. I am. Christ says about himself, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. No one can compare to our Lord Jesus Christ. If you skip over first a few chapters in chapter 3, verse 14, it says, To the angel of the church in Laodicea, the church that we just went over this past Thursday, the last church of the seven churches, it says, These are the words of the Amen. The faithful and true witness, the ruler, which means Beginning, we study that word, beginning of God's creation, meaning God, Jesus Christ himself. He was here. He was God himself, fully, fully man, fully God. He was here in the beginning of all of creation. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. What were the seven churches? <laughs> Anyone can try? What was the first church? Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, and Philadelphia. And last church was Laodicea. Good. And to the last church of Laodicea, Jesus says these words. These are the words of the Amen. It's talking about Christ himself, confirming the truth of God, the faithful and true witness, the ruler, the beginning of God's creation. And if you read through all throughout scripture, every verse, every chapter, every book in the Bible points to Jesus Christ. Specifically in John chapter 1, verse 1 through 18, it says, In the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's talking about Christ. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Christ, without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might receive. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born, not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. 
the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 15, John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Verse 6 and verse 15 is talking about this man named John. It's not talking about the writer John, John the disciple, but it's talking about another John, John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was technically, earthly, physically, he was an older brother of Jesus because there was Zechariah, Elizabeth, who was old in their age, and then there was Mary and Joseph who had Jesus. Zechariah and Elizabeth, they have a child named John, and this is talking about John the Baptist. So physically, he is an older brother. So where it says in verse 15, John testified concerning him, who? Jesus he cried out saying, this is the one, he's talking about Jesus, this is the one that I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. If he came first, how was he, how is Jesus ahead of him? Because Jesus is God. He was there from the beginning and is talking about the deity, the power of Jesus Christ. And it says in verse 16, finishing up to verse 18, out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God as an closest relationship with the Father has made him known. So we understand through Scripture that Christ was there from the beginning and Christ will continue to reign forever. And later we're going to sing a song called All Heavens Declare. And it's going to be a reflective song and it says forever you will be the lamb upon the throne. I gladly bow my knee and worship you alone. Christmas Day is a reminder to us for us to remember who God is, who Christ is. Forever you will be, forever you will be the lamb upon the throne. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the one who is, who always was, and who is to come, Revelation 1, 8. Forever you will be. So in the midst of every suffering in this life, and we will go through persecutions and suffering in this life, it will happen. And Christians all throughout the world today, no matter what the circumstance may be, they are gathering here on this very day in 2021 for one thing and one thing alone is to celebrate not just the birth and the life of our God, of Jesus Christ, but to also celebrate and remember his life and his death and his 
resurrection because you cannot have one without the other. We are here to celebrate the king, celebrating the lion and the lamb who is now seated at the right hand of God. Without Christ, you and I, we have no hope. I have no hope. Without Christ, there is no church. There is no church. Without Christ, there is no faith. There is no reason to celebrate. Without Christ, we human beings are doomed for all of eternity, forever away from God, our God, castrated away from our God, in hell, bound in sin, forever absent from the love of God. However, praise be to God. Praise be to God that through Jesus Christ, we have life today and we have life to the full. In him, there is hope. In him, there is life. In him, there is restoration. Amen and amen. Titus chapter 3, verse 3 to 8. This will be our main passage that we're going to dissect today. And it says, starting with verse 3, it says, At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. And that is the truth. Before I was saved, before I met Christ, before I recommitted my life to God, before at the age of 17, we lived in sin, we were lost, we were foolish, I was disobedient, I was deceived by the desires and the flesh of this world, and I was enslaved by my sin. I was blinded by all types of passions and the pleasures of this world. We lived in malice and envy, being hated, hating one another, but, verse 4, but... When the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us. He saved you. He saved me. Not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us, it says again, and through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us, generously through who? Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. And I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Again, for this season, we're not doing points with number one, two, three. We have a phrase for you. And the first phrase is, the king has saved you. Can we turn to our neighbor and say, I am saved in Christ. I am saved in Christ. 
When Christ came, everything changed. Before Christ came, I was full of hate, malice, envy. I was foolish, disobedient, enslaved, deceived by the pleasures and the passions of this world. However, thanks be to God. Thanks to his kindness, his mercy, and his love, he saved me. Not because of my righteousness or what I have done. Not because I was good. You understand? You are not good. But simply because of his mercy, his love, and his grace. Verse 3 to 7, it says what? At one time we too were foolish disobedient, deceived, enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of our God, of God our Savior, appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that, having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Praise be to God. I am saved. I am set free. I am no longer bound and enslaved by the power of sin that is blinding this world. Once again, can we turn to our neighbor and say, I am saved in Christ. Reality check, but only, this only applies to those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. If you have not, that truth is not yours to take. It cannot be yours. Are you saved? in Christ. If I am saved in Christ, I am no longer bound by my sins, by my past. I have been set free from the bondage of sin. At one point, I was lost. At one point, I was bound. At one point, I was chained by the desires and the passions and the pleasures of this world. Not anymore. Once I met the Savior. Once Christ came into my life, the Messiah came into my life. I've been set free. And if you, and for those who are listening, and for those who are not saved, if you with humility humble yourself and pursue after Christ, know that Jesus Christ is Lord and God that he has risen from the dead, that he is your king, and you repent before him, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And by his blood that was shed for us, will wash away all your sins. I am set free. I am saved in Christ. Hebrews 13 verse 5 says, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Amen. Next phrase, the king has blessed you. May Christmas remind you how blessed you are. Do you know you're blessed? 
What are you blessed with? What are you blessed with? Is it the material things? Is it the building? Is it the stuff that we have? The food that we eat? Those are extra good things. But what has the king blessed you with? With what? With his kindness, his love, his salvation, his mercy, his washing, his renewing, his generosity, his grace, his justification. All those things that cannot be bought with money. It's all free in Christ. If you have faith and you believe, this is all yours for you to take. You become heirs, not just to the eternal salvation in heaven with God, but you have his kindness, you have his love, you have his salvation, you have his mercy, you have his washing of the sins that destroys us, his renewing of having a new life, having a renewed mind in Christ, his generosity, his grace that cannot be bought with money, his justification. You are saved. Verse 4 to 7 says, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appear, when you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior, he saved you. He saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewing, renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. How? How? The scripture tells us two things. By the Holy Spirit and through Jesus Christ. That's it. You cannot add more or take away from this truth. By the Holy Spirit through the washing and renewal and through Jesus Christ. And through this truth, we now become heirs of eternal life through and in Christ, poured out generously, justified by grace to be heirs for the hope of eternal life. Meaning through the birth, which is today, we're celebrating today, the birth of Christ, the life that Christ lived, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we now have access full access to all these priceless blessings as I mentioned earlier. His kindness, his love, his salvation, his mercy, his washing, his renewing, his generosity, his grace, his justification. And with that, do we just hoard and become spiritually obese and we hoard it to ourselves? After we receive this, does my purpose end here? Sometimes you receive and then you die, like the prisoner who accepted Jesus Christ while Jesus was on the cross. He didn't have a chance to live his life. 
to share the kindness of God, to share the love of God, to share the renewing power of Jesus Christ. But for those who are here and you have breath today, and I don't care what happened this year or how difficult it may have been or where you are spiritually, mentally, emotionally, never forget the blessings you have received. And with the blessings that you have received, we are called. And I'm closing with this. And this is last phrase. The king calls you to bless. You are now called to take what you have received and to go forth to give and to bless. Remember, you cannot give to others from empty. You cannot give if you don't have the love of Christ and the relationship of Christ. For that is the overflow, the foundation of where it all comes from. You try doing things with your own work, with your own hands, with your own righteousness, in your own strength, you will always fail. I talked about last week where I became a little vulnerable to you. I say, if you look at me and you may think, how does Rev continue to come week by week and try to preach passionately? This isn't a revival where I go once in a while where I preach the same message here and there. But how do I continue to pour out from my heart, from the overflow? And how can I, especially when I've been doing this for so long? And yes, I'm in my 30s, but I feel like I'm like in my 50s, 60s. I don't know, sometimes. Because ministry, it just drains and it takes everything away. It requires all of your being. Every night... Every morning, I lay everything down at the feet of Jesus Christ. It is by your power and by your spirit that I can continue on. And as long as I have breath, God, I will continue to live this life. For before you, I remember, I had no hope. I was lost in my sins, and I had nothing, God. I was blinded. I was an orphan out in the street, oh Lord. But now that you have saved me, help me not to grow comfortable in my faith, in my relationship with you. May I never forget, like the Ephesus church, the first church in the book of Revelation. May I never forget the first love that I had at first. Help me to go back and do the things that I did at first, oh God. And may Christmas be a season where you go back and you remember where you came from. Remember the birth when you were born as well. Remembering Psalm 139, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That you knew me, Lord, and you had a plan, a purpose for me when I was in my mother's womb. For this life is not my own. This life is Yours, oh God. May you not give from a place of emptiness, for you cannot take people if you're empty. But may you be filled with His Spirit today, with the power and the life 
and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the power, the King who is alive, our God is alive. Amen? He is not a dead God. We don't serve a dead religion. You have a relationship with the living God. And because He lives, I live. Therefore, may Christmas be a reminder to you. And as I'm reminding myself, as I'm up here speaking, I am no better than you, nor are you better than me. We are all on the same boat together in a relationship with Christ. May you, with the blessings that you have received in Christ, the blessings of His kindness, His love, His salvation, His mercy, His washing, His renewing, His generosity, His grace, His justification, all free and we become heirs, having the hope of eternal life through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ. May you, may you, may you never forget who you serve, who you live for, and who you will die for. From the beginning to the end, God, from the first breath to my breath right now, to my final breath here on this earth, may you declare with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, I serve Christ. I live for Christ. And I will die for Christ. Nothing more and nothing less. And with what I have received in Christ, I am now called to bless others. Because the two greatest commandments and all of ten commandments comes down to this. To love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. To have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And to love your neighbor as yourself. And to serve the poor. And to serve those who are in need. Even when betrayal comes. Even when hardships come. Even when you lose relationships, even when everyone else, even in your family, have turned their back against Christ, you stay faithful to God. You stay in the mission. Don't forget who you serve. We serve God. And through Christ, we, we are called to serve our fellow brothers and our sisters. I serve Christ. I live for Christ. And I will die. For Christ, nothing more and nothing less. I don't know when my end will come. I don't know when yours will. It's all written in God's timeline and His timing. But I pray and I know and God knows my heart and these are just words. I am ready. Any moment, God, you call me here and you call me to die, I will die for your glory and for your kingdom. And I will die for you. But until that day, I will live for you. I will live for my king, the Lord of Lords, the author and the perfecter of my faith. Verse 8 says, this is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things. Don't stress about what you're going to eat tomorrow. 
what's going to happen with your career, with your school, with your grades, the stress of this life. But the thing that we need to stress about is this. It says, so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Christ calls you. Christ calls us. Christ calls me to do what is good. Therefore, I now, I must, it's a command from God, and I must, and I need to ask God, God, give me the right heart and the desire to serve your people. I must now devote my life in doing what is good, not because, quote, unquote, I have to, or to show people because of my reputation to look good in front of people, simply because it is the overflow from a transformed heart. I know for sure back when I was, before I was saved, there's no way that I can continue to serve. There's no way. When you get slapped, you want to slap back. You want to fight back. But you turn, you go on your knees, and you serve and you continue on over and over and over again. The overflow of the Spirit of God and the love of God from a transformed heart. Never forget why you are here and your reason for living. Up on the screen, I only have Ephesians 2.10. We could just stay on there, but let me just go ahead and read it from the beginning. As for you, you are dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. It's talking about the power of Satan. All of us, verse 3, also lived among them at one time. Not anymore. One time you did gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by work so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Amen.
Can we read that all together? Ready? One, two, three. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. The King calls you to bless. Remember, the King is here. The King is here. The King has saved you. I am saved in Christ. The King has blessed you. Through what? His kindness, His love, His salvation, His mercy, His washing, His renewing, His generosity, His grace, His, his justification. By how, how? By the power of the Holy Spirit and through the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And therefore, the King calls you to bless, to be a blessing unto others. Not cursing, but blessing. In this one life, one chance you have in this life, I pray with all my heart for each and every single one of you that you will continue to do good works in Christ. Your actions will reveal your heart. Don't give up in doing good. Continue to love. Continue to forgive. Continue to work for the kingdom of God. Continue to love. Continue to work. Continue to serve one another as Christ served the church. Just remember Christ and his birth, the life he lived, and the life he sacrificed, like a lamb led to the slaughter. He came on this earth to die on the cross, and he washed the feet of his disciples and his enemies. And when he took his last breath, he uttered these words, It is finished. It is finished. So may we come today with a thankful heart from a transformed heart, from a loving heart, from the overflow of the love of Christ. And may we remember what the season is all about, this Christmas season. It's about Christ. And then from there comes the overflow of his kindness, his love, his salvation, his mercy, his washing, his renewing, his generosity, his grace, and his justification by the Holy Spirit and through Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. At this time, I want to invite the praise team to please come up. Just can we just, at this time, bow our heads and with our eyes closed, setting aside any distractions or any hindrances that may be in our minds at this very moment. 
rather than focusing on our situations and our circumstances, can we focus on the Messiah? Unto us a Savior is born. Glory to God in the highest heaven. Glory to God in the highest heaven. May we, like the shepherds and the magi, know who the living God is. Know what this season is. May we not be blind like the rest of the world who are lost in the gifts and the foods and in the fellowship of the relationships. Those are all good things, but that's not the main thing. May we keep the main thing the main thing. It is about the birth and the life of Jesus Christ. May we celebrate his birth today. And in him, may we find life and have life to the full. Can we at this time, with our right hand on the left side of our chest, we haven't done this in a while, your heart representing your life. May you come back to the Lord. May you recommit your heart and your life back to Christ. Ask God, ask Christ today to fill you from the overflow of his unconditional well of his love and ask him to refresh you and to strengthen you here today. Can we all pray together?
Yes, God. Not only were you here in the beginning, but you're always here with us. And thank you for the light that shines and darkness will never overcome. Lord, we are in Christ and through Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have all the blessings that comes free, that comes from having a relationship with the living God. Thank you, Lord, for your love and for your costly and for your priceless grace and your mercy. Before you, God, I was lost as an orphan, dead and lost in my sin, blinded by the pleasures and the deception of this world. But praise be to God and thanks be to God of your light, of the revelation that came through your Son, Jesus Christ. That through Jesus Christ, that I now have access to the full blessing of being able to see you, God, face to face. And who are we? How dare we see you face to face? But through you, through you, Christ, through you, Lord Jesus Christ, we are able to come before the holy presence of God with boldness and with courage and with confidence. So God, we humble ourselves to you this very morning, this Christmas day, 2021. We thank you for the journey so far. We thank you for the journey that we're in today. And we thank you for the life that you have given us. And may we live this one life that we have wholeheartedly for you, not for our careers, not for the fleeting things of this world, for the jobs and for the relationships that are so fleeting. But Lord, may I continue to pursue after you the love and the relationship that will never fade away in this lifetime and the eternal life afterwards. Thank you for the promise that has been given to us. Lord, forever you will be forever you will be the lamb upon the throne and when you come back you will come as a lion to judge the living and the dead therefore God today while I'm able I repent I humble myself and I gladly bow my knee to the king of kings and to the lord of lords no other gods before me but only one true God my Lord, Jesus Christ, we worship you and you alone. In you, we have hope. In you, we have life. We thank you. We love you. Pray all these things. In your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. And amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for blessing us with this space and for allowing us to gather together on this Christmas day to receive your message delivered to us through Reverend Andrew this morning. Lord, today we celebrate you and your birth and the life that you lived, died, and resurrected from in order to save us. We remember who you are. You are forever our King and our one and only. 
Without you, we are lost and helpless, but we praise you because of the hope, life, and restoration that we have through you. Just as we have been tremendously blessed by you through your kindness, your mercy, your salvation, and your grace, please give us the strength to also bless those around us. And may we do so not from a place of emptiness, but from the overflow of your love in us. Please help us to never forget why we are here. And with every breath that we have, we commit ourselves to you, to serve you, to live for you, and to die for you. At this time, we lift this offering up to you with grateful hearts, humbled by how much more we have received from you first. And although we are simply returning what is already rightfully yours, we pray that this offering will be used to further your work and bring glory and honor to your name. We thank you for your endless blessings and new mercies each day. We love you and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> 